I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about There's Nobody Like My Ex. Well, let's face it, when you love somebody and when you're attached to them, the idea of having anybody else in your life as your partner just doesn't jive for you, right? I'm going with jive, yeah, let's go back to the 70s with jive. Um, it doesn't sit well with you. It just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel right. And when you're going through this, you don't want to think about anyone else. You don't want to even entertain the idea of dating somebody new. And that's perfectly normal because you're attached to this person. You care about this person. You're in love with this person. Or you love them. And there's a strong bond that is formed over a period of time. And so when they leave and you're feeling that separation from them, that separation anxiety, it's causing you all kinds of physical pain, your body is releasing chemicals, your brain is unconsciously telling you to reconnect with them or you're gonna die. It's overwhelming. You can't think straight. Your body is in uh, a state that is not normal or healthy for you. And well, if you've got attachment trauma, your body might kind of be used to that state, but it's going to be exaggerated and bring up all the painful abandonment issues you've had before. So, you know, we are very drawn to the familiar. We're attracted to people that make us feel like the love we got from our parents, which is exactly, you know, the what makes sense if you think about it because that is who you attach to at first that is who you bonded with so you're gonna naturally be drawn to people that you feel the same way with and you know I know that it is incredibly challenging to even think about going out with other people and then when you start to immediately you're just like this doesn't this person doesn't compare to my ex there's nobody like my ex and you're right in a lot of ways, there is nobody like your ex because that's somebody you love. That's the object of your affection. That's who you're bonded with. So um, it could be very, very difficult. And I completely understand because when I was going through my breakups, I didn't want to date anybody else. You know, of course, I had other women that were interested in me and uh, inviting me out and, you know, wanting to see me and pursuing me. But I wasn't interested in them and it was really difficult because you know they were trying to lock me down they wanted me to be in a romantic relationship with them they wanted they knew that I was finally single and maybe they had known me for a while or you know got to know me or uh, through friends or whatever and they were coming after me but I wasn't ready for that and so you know when you're starting to kind of entertain the idea of dating again and somebody comes on so strong you're like oh this isn't my ex and you'll sit there and you'll be out on a date with them and you'll be miserable with this person the whole time and it's not even their fault um, it's just that you're not ready for it and 
it can be tough because at the one point you don't want to sit around waiting for them forever at the other you're having a hard time you know trying to give somebody new a chance and sometimes and I know this is a big one actually you guys will think to yourselves well what happens if I start dating this new person and then my ex comes back what do I do well it depends upon the situation of course um, but today I've got a good email from a woman that is in her uh, mid-40s and she has been dating a guy on and off for over seven years now the guy's around the same age as her and she was telling me a little bit about the situation she says they've been pretty much on and off since they started dating seven years ago they met on a dating site and they never lived together but she wanted to now after seven years I can completely understand her point could you imagine dating somebody for seven years and they weren't ready to live in move in together that would be really frustrating so why would somebody not want to move in with you after seven years tells me something's going on with that person right they probably feel smothered a lot so she says uh, that they were previously married but not to each other it was a short time many many years ago um, they don't have any kids and he was telling me a little bit about his life she says he was an only child he has an avoidant attachment style hence why after seven years he doesn't want to live with her his dad was not present much his mom is overbearing so there we have it he might be attracted to people that try and make him feel smothered and he doesn't like it right they finally split when he was 16 but are still in contact finding out recently they loan money to each other his dad cheated and was not around now I think that is a big part to this story here as she says he has one son never married he has his son half the time since he's been only a few weeks old and he's an amazing father so that's a really good sign there that he can actually attach well with his child because let's face it there are a lot of men out there that want nothing to do with their kids I don't understand it it breaks my heart and it's very sad to see that but some people are just like that but it gives you some insight into the kind of person that they are doesn't it if they don't even attach or bond with their own children okay so she says he can be very selfish and says that now that his son is 18 he wants to live his life for himself but he misses his son very much and wants to spend time with him completely understandable um, I can only imagine you know his kids getting a little bit older and he's you know he's wanting some independence but he's really missing them okay she says now he says he will stay but I am making him so this guy is feeling trapped that's not good you'd never want to make anybody feel trapped if they feel trapped they're not gonna feel that connection with you all they're gonna be focused on is that feeling of their in their gut of I gotta get away I say no I am NOT trapping you you have free will okay 
So, I asked about the breakup and how she handled it, and she says, This is the problem. I have done everything wrong and multiple times. Crying, begging, pleading, long texts, multiple calls. I know what to do, no contact, but I struggle so much. I have anxious attachment, and your video about the anxiety is so real. I feel calm if he just answers or talks to me. Well, that is so difficult. Uh, that disconnect from your ex, you feel like you're dying. It is the worst, most intense pain. And when you've had attachment trauma, it's even worse. Okay, she says the two biggest problems in the relationship were her pressuring him and that he cannot get over the past. Even if from this day forward I didn't act immaturely and fight immaturely, he wouldn't be able to forget. He holds grudges and resentment. Well, he's probably been doing that since his childhood and probably with some deeper issues that are going on with his parents because this feels very old to me. This resentment and anger feels very old to me. In other words, it doesn't feel uh, like this is something that just happened with you and he can't let it go. It feels like to me this is something that he dealt with in his early childhood and he struggles to do it as an adult. And so I think that part of the issue is um, you and part of the issue is his past. And, you know, part of being an adult is, is acting like an adult and handling situations maturely. And, you know, he has a very strong sense of control and power now. If you think about it, he's saying, even if you're perfect, even if you're amazing for the from this day forward and you don't fight immaturely, I'll never be able to forget what you did. Think about that. How are you supposed to get close to somebody that's saying that to you? I'm holding a grudge against you and no matter what you do, I'm holding it. It doesn't matter. I don't care how perfect you are. Look who's in control. Is that going to be a healthy relationship? Absolutely not. He's saying, now I have all the power. I'm going to do it the way that I want. And you have no say in this because I'm holding a grudge. Never going to work. Never going to work if he holds this attitude. Just won't work. God. Writing it out all sounds so crazy and like I should run. But I love him, and from the moment I met him seven years ago, I felt like I had known him my whole life. What did I say earlier, guys? Reminds her of the caretakers. Could be mom, could be dad, could be both. Doesn't matter. That's exactly what is going on there, because watch what she says here. We both even tried to figure out where we had met before because of the familiarity. <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up, people. It's right there in front of you. 
There is no follow-up about, oh, we had met at a job years ago, or I knew your friend Harry. No, it's because they felt so familiar because they both reminded each other of their caretakers. The struggle they had with their caretakers has not been resolved, which is why they continue to fight and be on again, off again, over and over. Think about it. We both even tried to figure out where we met before because of the familiarity. He had been trying lately, and I see that, and I appreciate it. He does things for me, and here's what I say. For example, I said one day that I had a really bad day at work and wanted a foot rub. The next time I saw him, he rubbed my feet. He, was, he has been taking me out on more date nights, but then he will pull away when things are going good. For example, the other weekends he texted Friday afternoon that he was leaving on a camping trip and would talk to me when he got back Sunday night. This was the first I had heard of it and that hurt. Nothing Sunday night. See, so the person who's anxious gets all upset. You've hurt my feelings. Why haven't you contacted me? And from his perspective, he probably just got back from a long trip and was exhausted and didn't feel like talking. I texted him Monday afternoon. Then, when I went on vacation, I was to see him Tuesday. I said, how about Friday before I leave? Which I totally found reasonable and appropriate. I missed him when I was gone. He got pissed off and said that I didn't even ask that maybe he had plans on Friday and has been pissy since. Wow. So you want to spend some time with him, and he did not like that. What's going on with him? Let me add that he has been having issues with his testosterone and getting hormone pellets and is now taking Clomid. Never heard of it. That they give infertile females. And I think he has been so, so, so moody since messing with his hormones. Well, that makes complete sense, doesn't it? One of the things that we often forget is that we are human beings. We are not robots with programs. We have all kinds of hormones that change throughout the month. That includes men, guys. We go through different kind of cycles. I haven't looked at this research in a long time, but I remember hearing that men go through uh, cycles with their hormones too. Obviously, women do when they go through their body, you know, going through all the hormonal changes with their period and, you know, menstruation and all that good stuff. Um, so, it makes sense, right? Your body goes through constant changes and he's got something going on with his hormones. So, that's obviously a big part of this. this the pellets cause his estrogen to be elevated. He also has insecurity issues and says things about occasional ED. It always works for me, but he says, you know, it is not as hard. Well, um, that's probably a little bit embarrassing for him, and he feels a little bit emasculated, which would be normal. I mean, we all have our insecurities, and, you know, that would be something that would maybe make him feel like he's less of a man. I think what I need to do is back off and let or even see if he comes to me as he has in the past seven years. 
But I struggle so much with no contact, and I wonder if seven years of this pattern is too late. I've tried dating others in our time off, but no one I feel the same with, or anywhere near the same connection with. I also need to know how to get him to commit. He says never married, never lived with anyone. He does say he has stayed through more with me than anyone before. Well, obviously, you're feeling like, you know, the idea of trying to date new people, it, it just doesn't feel the same. Nobody compares to him. Of course, you've been with this guy for seven years on and off, and you feel like the pattern is too late. I don't think it's too late. I think this guy really cares about you, and I think if you do give him some space, he'll come back again. But you really gotta, you gotta work on what you can control, which is you. And what I would suggest is you really want to learn about the mirroring, validating, and empathizing, which I talk about in my video, The Reason Couples Argue. Very, very important uh, video. And work on yourself. Learn more about how when he feels a little bit more distant from you, it triggers your anxiety, you lose emotional self-control, and right now, your attitude of, I need to know how to get him to commit, that's the wrong attitude to have with this guy, okay? That is part of your problem. You are not loving this guy in a way where he feels like he can be him, he can come and go, he is free, um, not to say that he should date other women, but it doesn't look like that's any part of this equation. But you're trying to lock him down, and the more you do that, the more he's going to want to run away. Nobody wants to feel trapped in a relationship. So forget about committing to him. The man has been with you for seven years. What does it matter if he says, I'm committed to you, or we're married? I mean, he's on and again, on again, off again, on again, off again with you. You can't force him to want to live with you. What you can do is have better emotional self-control, have um, less controlling behaviors, be more fun and pleasant to be around, to be a better partner, so he doesn't want to be away from you. That is the only thing you can control for this situation. Let him come to you, and I think he will if you give him some time. Uh, but you got to understand he's also going through some hormonal issues and you might want to do some research on that to see how would it affect him. Or maybe you guys could talk about it when he does come back around again and say, how do you think these hormones are affecting you or these changes? Do you see any changes in yourself? You don't want to do that now. That's nothing that you would tackle in any kind of um, scenario anytime soon. That's when, you know, you do start spending more time together again and start talking. So. If you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. That's it for this video, though. I will talk with you soon.